if I can stop my teeth from chattering for long enough, welcome to this week's Wolfstag. Michael, welcome to this week's Wolfstag. Oh my word, this cold snap. Where I'm absolutely freezing at the moment. I don't know about you guys. Um, yeah, we seem to have done with Christmas and New Year, and which was kind of mild. And then this, this freezing cold temperature seems to have come out of nowhere. Well, I say nowhere. It's come out of winter, isn't it? We're in winter, of course. It's going to be cold. But I'm really feeling it, guys, at the moment. I really am. Um, so I hope you're warm. I hope you're comfortable. Uh, I hope you've got 30 minutes or less to spare uh, while I talk my usual rubbish. Um, I've got some topics this week. Who knows where it might go. Shall we start? Go on, then. <laughs> So the decks are down, guys. I've taken all the Christmas decks down. Because it's it's right that you do that, but you don't you can't leave them up all year round, can you? Although some people would. Um Oh, but the house feels bare and empty, doesn't it? Doesn't it take you can it's one of those weird things, isn't it? You kind of you, you wanna take them down pretty much as soon as Christmas and New Year's over because you feel like returning back to normal. But the moment you take them down, it just it feels like something's lost. <laughs> in your house like it just it doesn't feel right anymore so it's like i was gonna say it's like losing a limb i think that's a little bit too severe really isn't it but it still feels yeah it feels a little bit weird it feels a little bit strange um and you notice gaps i've now not i've now got gaps like on the mantelpiece and stuff where i'm sure i had things there before you know on shelves and bits and pieces. Well, yeah, I'm, I must have had stuff there before, but I can't remember what I put there. So now I'm feeling like I'm going to have to pay a visit to, I don't know, Ikea or somewhere like that. Or The Range. Or one of those shops that does little oddments that you sit around the house. I don't, I don't like too much of that stuff. I don't, I don't want it looking like a junk shop. I don't want it looking like, you know... For those of you old enough, remember Mr. Trebus. Him that never threw anything away. It's not. It's not that kind of level. It's neat. It's tidy. It's a little bit minimalistic, but it's a little bit too minimalistic at the moment. It's definitely lacking a little cosy element, which uh, which I think can need in there. So maybe a nice clock, something like that. Some sort of. I don't know. You know what it is. You kind of get those little moments of inspiration when you go into a shop, don't you? you think. Ooh, ooh. You get one of those ooh moments, don't you? Ooh. It's, if you don't make that noise, it's not right, right, right. When you see the when you see the item, if it doesn't make you go, ooh, with that tone, don't buy it. You've got to do the ooh noise, otherwise that's the measure, that's the test, really, isn't it? So I might have to go, sort of 
shopping at the weekend. Which would be nice to go into a shop because at the moment I've, I've just literally ten minutes before I've started recording this, I've had a Timu delivery, and yeah, it's full of the randomness as you might expect. I'm not going to go through it. I am not going to go through what I bought, but yeah, randomness. Um, but that's the joy of a little shop like that, isn't it? You get it's chock full of cheap, cheap randomness. Only wanted a plug for the sink. Right, me, me, me sink plug upstairs withered and died. Because it does, after a while, these things don't last forever. So I wanted a new one. And then they suggest stuff to you. Would you like an apron for your kitchen? You know, when you're cooking. I mean, how do you get from there, out of your, out of your, your bathroom with a plug, into, into an apron, I don't know. So I've got an apron, I've bought oven gloves, I've bought some cloths, and then I bought... Uh, a thing for going around my wrist because it looked a bit fancy because they said at the end oh, would you like one of these fancy little treat yourself treat yourself go on go on you've bought some little gizmos and bits for the house just have something for you now treat yourself so I did it was a quid right I didn't spend a lot of money but I have seen I do appear to have bought tat but hey do you know what it's all good. It's all gravy. Um, because we're in 2024 now and things are looking up. Things are looking good. Things are looking shiny and new. Um, although that shine might come to or come down to the frost that's on the ground at the moment. Oh, I'm, I'm yearning. I said this last week, didn't I, guys? I'm pr- it's not going away. It's not going away. I'm yearning for, for summer days. I'm yearning to throw the doors open. I'm yearning to have breakfast outside. You know, although... I'm a little bit obsessed with porridge at the moment. So I can see me just in, in hot summer heat, me still eating bowls of porridge. Set you up for the day. Good breakfast. Start your day. Might take your mind off buying rubbish off Timo as well. Anyway. Now, over the past few weeks, I've had... Rant of the week, right? I'm not doing a rant this week. I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to have an oh moment of the week, right? Because if you've seen that tiny little mouse that was tidying up that old fella's shed, I had to watch the video again before. It is the sweetest, loveliest thing you've ever seen. If you've, if you've not seen it, go on to um, one of the news websites. I'm sure it'll be there or stick it into your socials and search for tidy mouse. Right, you are missing something. So, right, this 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 old guy in Wales was going into his shed and realising that things he'd left all, all over the place were all tidied up in a box. Couldn't figure out, thought he had a burglar, right, thought someone was playing a prank. So he set up a static camera uh, in his shed and placed some things around as a kind of lure to sort of, you know, see what was actually going on. And discovered and filmed... This tiny, tiny little mouse coming in. And it was picking these bits up. Bits of rope and clothes pegs and just all sorts of knickknacks. It was picking them up and putting them in this box and tidying up for him. Oh, mate, it's adorable. It's absolutely adorable. I want a mouse like that. If it can do me dishes and hoover the carpet at the same time, I think that'd be absolutely fantastic. I 
I've been thinking about choices and consequences lately because you don't often realise the effect that a decision in your life will make until you're quite a bit further down the line and you, you realise the knock-on consequences of that decision, right? So, let me tell you a little story about why these things matter and insignificant little things. So, my mum and dad met at the age of nine when my mum's family, my nan and my granddad, moved from Birkenhead to Ellesmere Port. Moved into the same street where my dad lived and they met really young and they've pretty much been ever been, been together ever since. Um, beautiful story, just lovely. However, it's not the first house that my nan and Grodden went to look at. They went to look at another house that overlooked the local cemetery. And my nan went upstairs into the bedroom, looked out the window, and the, the bedroom window, like the master bedroom, overlooked the cemetery. And it freaked her out a bit. And she decided that, no, we're not buying this house because I don't want my waking mornings being filled with dead people. Um, so they said no to that house, looked elsewhere, found the house which they eventually bought, and I am here as a consequence. Right? So now, I owe my existence to the fact that my nan got freaked out by looking out the window onto a cemetery. How many of those decisions each day do we make? Really little, innocuous decisions that we think are innocuous at the time. But then when you're 5, 10, 15, 20 years or more down the line, you go, wow, if I'd have, if I'd have chosen a different path then, I absolutely wouldn't be where I am now. Right? It's... It's the law of unexpected consequences. I am here by the law of unexpected consequences. Right? For those of you that have never heard of this before, it's a fascinating thing. Okay, so let me explain it in, in the best way I can do. We are now encouraged as much as possible to be on an organ donor register. Carry your, your organ donor card, you know, give blood and offer up your organs when you pass away. Okay, now that wasn't always the case. We started to have a shortage of organ donors when they introduced the seatbelt law. Now, the seatbelt law saves lives. Brilliant bit of kit. I couldn't imagine driving now without one. I wouldn't feel safe without a seatbelt on, right? It saved thousands and thousands of lives. But what they didn't realise when they introduced that law to save lives is the amount of available organs. It dropped off completely, right? They didn't even it what didn't even cross the minds that that would be a fallout of this law. But it but it happened. Not a bad thing. You wouldn't go back and you know change it. You know it's it's right that we save lives. It's a good thing to do. You know it's 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 safer on the roads these days and and rightly so. But now we have a shortage of, of organs, available organs, because of it. That's the law of unexpected consequences. So next time you're thinking about making a decision, I think it's always worth really following through as much as you can, and you'll, you'll never account for everything. You just won't, because, you know, we're not mind readers, we're not clairvoyants, all right? 
but you really have to think through every consequence of every decision that you that you make you know if I do something now for short-term gain, is that going to be actually long in the long term beneficial to me? You know, to me, to my family, to my community, to society, even. You know, there's there's decisions that we make that the butterfly effect ripples of really do go down the line. You know, through years, through generations, we see it later on. But at the time. We, we didn't know, maybe we couldn't possibly have known, or maybe we could have if we just give a little more thought to the decisions that we make. Um, you know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes this law of unexpected consequences throws up good things. You know, I'd like to think my nan not liking graveyards, you know, ultimately turned out to be a good thing because I'm here as a result of it. You know, my mum and dad have had a many, many years happy marriage because of it. My sister exists because of it. My little niece exists because of it. Um, what might have happened if, if they'd have chosen that house, if she'd have been okay? We will never, ever know that. Maybe in a in a world where the multiverse exists, there's a version of, of, of existence for my nan and my granddad where they chose that house and they stayed there and... I'm not in that world, my sister and the you know, resulting family's not in that world. If you believe in that sort of thing, I mean you'll see it in like Marvel films and stuff like that, but there's a there's a band of science that, that actually suggests that this multiverse theory might actually be true. Which is a little bit mind blowing. It's a little bit oh it, yeah, it's a bit of a struggle to actually consider, you know, all the possible, you know, permutations of different ways your life might have turned out with just the simple decisions that have been made along the way you know and who knows how far further back that goes you know but i i come from you know i've got i did my family tree recently well i've been doing it for a few years and i did one of those dna tests and discovered off the back of that discovered that that my branches of my family come from scotland some from south wales some from from Ireland. There's even some Scandinavian in there, um, and 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 I'm here as a result of hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of of decisions. You can never know, and it's a little bit mind blowing when you when you really really think about it. But yeah, just just consider that next time you've got a decision to make, it's worth just taking a little step back and just thinking about, you know the ripples, the waves that this might cause, but still choose the right thing for you. On the subject of making decisions, I want to tell you about something that I've started doing recently. Now, you, you might think I'm a bit of a crank or a crackpot when I tell you this. But bear with me, because it actually genuinely helps. I've got a coin. It's a yes-no coin. You can you can use a standard coin if you want to. You know, a heads or tails. Um, but what you've got to do is assign a yes or no to the head or the tail. What I've actually got is an, an actual coin. It's about four centimetres uh, in diameter. And on one side it says yes, and the other side it says no. Okay. And if I'm ever struggling with a decision... I flip the coin. Now, you might think I'm leaving my decision to chance by that. 
but I'm not. Because what I'm getting from this is my gut reaction when I see which side the coin lands on, okay? So say, should I go out tonight and have a beer? Oh, should I, shouldn't I? Oh, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, really struggling with it. I'll flip the coin, okay? Now, when the coin lands, it will either give me a yes or a no. The important bit here is, I listen to my gut. Whichever way the coin lands, if I'm comfortable with the way it lands, whether it's yes or no, it doesn't matter which way, but whichever way it lands, if I'm comfortable with the answer, then that's the right decision. But if I reveal the answer and I'm disappointed by it, say, I want to go out tonight, have a couple of drinks, and I flip it and it comes down no, and I see the no and I go, hmm, oh, I really quite fancy that. I've got my answer, all right? So it's just a, it's just a funky little way of being able to really see what your gut says, what your heart says, what your mind really thinks when you're struggling over a dilemma. It's a, it's a way of getting an instant reaction from an external source, and it's quite clever. So give it a go. You know, if you're one of those people that gets a little bit, you know, you struggle over making decisions, get yourself a yes-no coin. Give it a flip. But remember, you're not letting it choose the answer for you. You're listening to your gut reaction when you're given an answer. That's how you use it. So the more observant amongst you might have realised that this week's Wolfstag has arrived a little bit late. And there's a very good reason for that. Uh, of which I kind of alluded to in last week's episode. So, my Christmas, from a personal perspective, was lovely, lovely people, all that kind of thing. Uh, but I did have a bit of a, a medical thing going on, which I've had tests for. Um, and the reason this week, this episode's out late, is because I was stuck in the hospital for most of the day, on the day that I normally record this. So when I thought I was going to be coming back and recording the rest of the episode, I was and I was stuck in a waiting room waiting for test results. Um, everything's fine. Let's get that piece out of the way. I'm okay. I'm good. But I was in some pain over Christmas. I had a few bouts and, and one of those was, was Christmas Day. Um, abdominal pain. So went to the doctors, had some blood tests, actually got rushed into A&E because my liver count was through the roof. Um, I mean, like, scarily high, and they needed to see me straight away. Uh, turns out I was diagnosed with something called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which left untreated, unchecked, can, can scar, damage the liver, potentially turn to cirrhosis. I've caught it early. Don't know what triggered it. Never had an issue with it before. I live a, a, a healthy life. Never smoked. Drink moderately. Have a particularly good diet, I think. There'd have been a few naughties leading up to Christmas, but don't we all have that leading up to Christmas? Um, but what that actually meant was I had to really restrict uh, my diet 
Uh, I couldn't eat anything with saturated fats in, and I had to cut out alcohol. Even though it's not triggered by alcohol, alcohol doesn't help. So, I have been teetotal for the past four weeks. Uh, barely touched a drop over Christmas. I had a glass of wine, Christmas dinner, had a little dram of whiskey on New Year's Eve to see in the new year, and that has literally been all that's passed my lips. Uh, this week, went to hospital again, further tests, checkups, scans, ultrasound scan. That's an interesting thing. Ladies out there, you pregnant ladies, it's a bit of a it's a, it's a bit of a thing, isn't it, to have an ultrasound. Um, I'm not pregnant, you'll be pleased to hear. Uh, but they found a gallstone. So I've been referred to a surgical unit to have this, this little beauty whipped out at me at some point. The doctor actually said, he said, there's two ways you can have the surgery. We'll refer you to the surgical unit anyway. Um, and they will go through the exact details, he said. But essentially, they can either use keyhole surgery and go in through the sides uh, and, and whip it out that way. Or, if you fancy showing off a scar, they can cut you down the middle. Keyhole! Keyhole, please! No, you're all right. I'm good. I'm good for being uh, cutting off with a with a very sharp knife. Thank you very much. The little keyhole surgery is is is, is uh, enough for me. So I'm still on this restrictive diet at, at the moment. Now I wanted to go. Some of you who have listened to this, you'll have listened to earlier episodes. And if you listen to, uh, I don't know much, but the Christmas episode, I actually said we talked about New Year's resolutions, and I said I spent the last few years concentrating on my mental health. I wanted to spend 2024 concentrating on my physical health because no one's getting any younger and I wanted to get fit, wanted to lose a little bit of weight, um, wanted to uh, build some muscle because I'd heard that, especially as you get older, strength exercises are really good for you. And my knee's not the best lately. So I thought, yeah, I want to get into that, get fit, get healthy, really watch what I eat, what I drink because I want to be around for as long as possible, guys. You know? And as well as possible. You know, I don't want to live until the age of 100 with the last 20 years sitting in my own filth. Thank you very much. You know, I want to be able to to walk and, and, and you know, walk through forests and woodlands and be fit and active and do stuff until the point I cark it. And I, hopefully that's, that's quick. You know, quiet and peacefully, not screaming in terror like my passengers. Hey! <laughs> so... Yeah, so it kind of gave me the kick up the bum that I needed to get myself fit and healthy. So I've been watching what I eat. I think what you might call it is a whole food diet. Um, to a degree, a Mediterranean diet. You know, I can't really do sausages or pastries anymore. You know, black pudding. I love black pudding. I love a trip to Berry Market for the black pudding there. But that is off the radar for the time being. Can't eat any of that. But it's fine. You know, the doctor actually said to me this week, he said, you're going to have to stick with a boring diet for a while. And I thought, no. You know, I can I can watch what I eat, monitor what I eat, and make changes, but there's no need for it to be boring. If you're a bit savvy in the kitchen, you know what you're doing, you can, you know, and you can cook up a bit of a storm. And I like to think I can do that. I, you know, I like to get into the kitchen and, you know, take what is, you know, what has been the normal dishes that I've eaten and go, right, how can I put a healthy spin on this? How can I change this so I remove the saturated fat so I'm not cooking it in oil. Can I grill, can I air fry instead of frying it? I'm not a massive fried food fan anyway. It's not something that I do. So that's kind of that's this kind of zone that I'm in. Which makes it weird that I was I was struck down with this thing. So anyway, the good news was that when I revisited the, the hospital this week, 
The liver count that was sky high had returned pretty much to normal. The fatty liver is starting to return to normal because your liver, your liver's a little bit like Doctor Who. It regenerates. If you give it the chance and opportunity, it completely regenerates. So given an amount of time, my liver will return to absolute, complete normal, which is, when you think about it, the human body is an incredible thing, isn't it? It really is a fantastic bit of kit that we have. And it's an absolute privilege, you know, to have the bodies that we have and do the things that we can do. And we should treat it with the respect it deserves. And we don't always, do we? Let's be honest. You know, there's there's so many bad choices you can make when you go shopping or go into a restaurant. There's so much fast food. So here's the thing I've discovered, right? And he said you've got to cut out saturated fat. And then you walk around your towns and your cities and you're looking for something to eat, you're a little bit peckish, and you realise that all the convenient fast food is all absolutely dripping with saturated fats you know it's it's chips and greasy burgers and pastries and pasties and cakes and stuff which in moderation is absolutely fine but the point I'm making is I'm struggling to find alternatives when I'm going out at the moment and that is you know, it's a bit of a thing, that one, isn't it, really? I think, you know, our society needs to wake up and put some other options out there. And, you know, there are some of us that do actually require a salad and not drizzled with, you know, fatty dressing. Give us some options. Give us some healthy options out there. Um, so lifestyle changes. I want to make lifestyle changes for the future. So will I return to having a couple of drinks? Yeah, of course I will. When the liver's completely healed and the gallstone's out, I'll enjoy a beer every weekend. You know, there's nothing nice than, you know, me and my partner giving each other a nudge and going, hey, shall we just nip the pub for one? Oh, yeah, we'll have a little drive out somewhere, maybe a nice country walk and we'll stop at a country pub and have a, and have a beer. You know, res- you know, responsibly, you know, if one of us is driving, we don't anyway. So, you know, don't, any police in the audience here, don't worry about that, we're doing it, we're doing it fine. You know, or you know, jumping the train into Liverpool and you know, grabbing a meal and you know, having a drink and having some entertainment. You know, I can still do those things. I will still be able to do those things. But the changes I want to make need to be changes for life. You know, without it being miserable. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to be. I never want to be in the position where I'm saying to people, the doctor says I can't, and that's like a permanent thing. I can never ever touch that again. You know, to never ever have a proper cold pint of Guinness would be pretty much a disaster for me. Although I must say, the Guinness Blue, the Guinness Zero Percent Alcohol is, to my mind at the moment, from what I've tasted, the best alcohol-free alcohol-free beer out there. It is incredible stuff. It is beautiful. Uh, but you want a proper pint, don't you? A cold, properly poured pint of Guinness. So that is my target at the moment. That is my aim to get myself fit, healthy, you know, back to, you know, back to top notch so I can enjoy those little treats again. But treat them as treats. And that'll be the way forward. Um, it'll be a challenge, I'm sure. There'll be ups, there'll be downs. I'll probably share them with you over the coming weeks. We'll uh we'll see how it goes, shall we? But uh for now. I'm on the road to very, very full recovery.
And that, my chaps and chapesses, is a wrap on this week's episode. Uh, thank you for listening, as always. It's always a, a, a joy and a privilege to speak to everybody. Um, we will be back to normal next week, back on the Wednesday um, uh, release of the podcast, back to normal, fighting fit, doing my thing. Uh, if you've liked today's episode and you've not heard any of the previous ones, please go back and listen. There's a there's a whole vol- <laughs> volumes, there's volumes, there's hours, hours of my ramblings going on. So do go back and check them out. Series uh, one, two, four, uh, season five from last year. Go back and listen to that. And and this is season six. If you hadn't figured it out already, yeah, time does fly when you're having a little bit of fun. Um, so. If you do want to listen to more, hit the subscribe button. So make sure. So every every week when it drops, um, you'll get a pop up on your phones on your devices to say that the episode's there. You can listen to it straight away. Well, maybe not straight away because I set them to arrive at six a.m. Because I know some of you out there are early birds. Not everybody is. So, but you can save it to later. Save it to later. Listen to it while you're having a bit of dinner or something like that. That's fine. Or having a relaxing bath. Or going for a jog. Whatever it might be, um, gives a like, gives a rating, uh, because that bumps us up in the charts, and it, it means that you know we can grow the podcast, do more, have more fun, um, and I can keep doing this because I enjoy doing it, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. Um, so that's enough for now, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I will speak to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Wolfstag Podcast. I've been your host, Mike Jones. Production and editing has been by me, Mike Jones. The music you've been listening to is One Shot by Soundroll. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do like, rate, leave a comment. It really does help. So tell your friends as well. This has been a Wolfstag production for the Acast Creator Network.